So last week we read part of the Sermon on the Mount, and uh, if you read, if you did your homework, five, six, seven, that's the, that, that's the Sermon on the Mount, then you read these verses, and you know they're part of that big sermon that, that Jesus preached. And the thing that, as I read this, the question that I thought I would put before you first more than anything else, everybody here still got both hands? Do you have both hands? Oh, but both, both, both eyes. Oh, okay. Fingers, all the fingers are still there. All right. So what's Jesus driving at in this reading when, when he talks about chopping off hands and plucking out eyes? Because frankly, that's kind of gross, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, so, now, normally, normally, I like responses when I ask questions. You know, uh, so, so, this next little bit, I'll let you know when you can start responding again. But this next little bit, it'll get really awkward if you're like, me, me. Okay, so just, just hold on for a minute. Has anyone here ever gotten angry with someone else? <laughs> Maybe at the 480-271 split. Anyone ever calls somebody a fool? Now, fool is not a word that we use very often in, uh, in modern English. How about the word moron? Because that's the Greek word that's there. Has, anyone, has anyone's eye ever lingered a little longer than it should have on a person of the opposite sex. Jesus singles out men here in, in the reading, um, but I'm told that women look at guys like this too, though for different reasons and, and for different criteria of attraction. Ever look with desire? That's what lust is. Desire on someone who is not your spouse. Now, now, here's the, the question, and, and you, you, you can answer these. Did your hand make you angry? Did your eye draw you into sin? No. The, these, are, these are outward actions that flow from an internal problem. See, these actions that Jesus is talking about here, these are symptoms. And, and I think a big part of what Jesus is doing as you go through um, the Sermon on the Mount is he's using the absurd to make a point. He, he's driving us to extremes to say, you know, hey, you think you can do this? You can't do this. You can't keep this law perfectly, no matter how hard you try. Because there's something more than just these outward actions. There's something inside of us. Your hand does not cause you to sin. Your eye doesn't cause you to sin. For that matter, your tongue doesn't cause you to sin. Your ears don't cause you to sin. So what does? I think of the passage in Jeremiah that says that the heart is deceitful above all things. You know... 
you, some of you here probably remember this better than I do. There was a, a, a skit, um, I think it was on Laugh Lines or something like that. The devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. The devil didn't make you do it. He may have tempted you to do it. The devil, the world, and our own sinful nature conspire against us. But ultimately, it's the heart within that leads us into sin. As Jesus says, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. It's all coming from right here. Not the actual you know, muscle thing, but the inner person that is the heart, that is, is you, when, when you're boiled down to your very essence. So what we need is it's not so much to you know, get rid of an eye or to, to cut off a hand, but what we need to, to do is to remove our hearts. But what happens if we remove our hearts? Doctor, if somebody doesn't have a heart, they're dead? He's a doctor. He, he says the person's dead if they don't have a heart. But that's exactly what we need. We need to die. We need God to break and hinder every evil plan of the devil, the world, and our own sinful nature. We need him to, to take us into the waters of baptism where we are baptized into Christ's death. And his death becomes our death in those waters. So our old sinful nature will drown and die and a new person can come to life. By the way, the theological term for that is repentance. As we die to sin and live in Christ. So we learn to pray as David did in Psalm 51. After he committed adultery, after he murdered his friend. The same sins that Jesus is talking about in this lesson that we read today. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. And we cling to God's promises to his people through the prophet Ezekiel. When he said, I will give you a new heart. And a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. See, God gives us a heart transplant when we come to faith. Our hearts, our inner selves, are dead in trespasses and sins, which means we are dead in trespasses and sins. And, and now, now God has given you his own heart. He gives you Jesus that you may live. The flesh will rebel, and we will keep needing to live in repentance and forgiveness. This is what our Old Testament was talking about as Moses is talking to the, the people of Israel. Choose life that you may live. Live in faith and trust in God's salvation. And because we're saved, we strive to live as people who belong to the kingdom of heaven. 
people with new hearts, people who strive to follow Jesus in our behaviors, rejecting anger and adultery and all sin, and sharing our hope that everyone can have new life in Jesus. Amen.